Welcome to a brand new episode of Cup of EO, the tea break size podcast that gets to the heart of the important topics in the world of voiceover. Expect candid stories, top tips and sage advice as I chat with expert guests who are at the top of their game in the voiceover industry. I'm your host, Kimberly Parker, tea addict and VOpreneur. And this week, I'll be spilling the tea on marketing for voiceover. How much should we be doing and where to begin? Everything that Microsoft do, you have to do on a, on a minute scale. This week, I'd like to talk about marketing and branding, which I know covers a huge amount of ground. So let's break it down. In order to find work in this business, you need to be able to go out and find the jobs, marketing, and be prepared to have something great to show when those potential clients come back and want to see what you have to offer, branding. Marketing is a huge piece of the puzzle when it comes to making a success of your voiceover business. So many VOs I've spoken to over the years have expressed their fear of it, but it needn't be something to be avoided or confused by. It's just how you go out and find voiceover work by putting your name and what services you offer out there, whether that be via direct marketing like emails or phone calls, social media or online advertising. The real trick with both marketing and branding is knowing your strengths and also what makes you stand out. The voiceover market is overcrowded, so if you can incorporate your USP into your branding and website, then you'll help potential clients that are looking for someone with your skills and specific traits to find you rather than someone else. I wanted to find out how some of my fellow VOs feel about marketing, how much they do and what works best for them. This week's guests are Jack Oddie, Jen Lawton-Hunt, Mike Bodie, Abby Phillips, Sam Boffin, Claire Reeves and Alexia Kombu. I've included more information about all of them in the show notes, so be sure to check those out after the episode. I think it could be split into different things. I think some people think this is a hobby that you can make a living from. And I think that's people's first mistake. And I also think people want to be... It's like, I think people want to be a voiceover just because... Because it, it it looks it looks like a cool living, and it and it is sometimes. But whether you like it or not, it is a business. So you have to kind of have a business mind on. So you have to everything that Microsoft do, you have to do on a on a minute scale. You have to market. You have to um, look after your people yourself. You have to invest in the business. You have to do payroll, do maths, do do things like that. You know, your, your tax. It's a very steep learning curve, but there are other voices out there that I'm sure will give you advice. And I would also say speak to people that are not in our industry as well, other business people with you know similar turnovers to yourself, to just gauge a, a, an outside perspective on, on business. I'm laughing because I want to be doing everything better and more of everything. <laughs> so... Um, I am a bit haphazard with my marketing, uh, in all honesty, and I would say that's definitely a bit of a weakness. So I'll go great guns for something. I'll be sending loads of direct emails out because I think they're very powerful and building those connections with people. And then I am a bit guilty of not following up and um, then kind of not consistently 
sending out those emails or contacting people via LinkedIn. Or Consistency is my least favourite word I've discovered recently because I definitely would say that consistently I perform well and I consistently kind of give um, clients what they want, exceed expectations, do a really good job. But consistency is my downfall when it comes to marketing. And I get very excited about doing certain things, but then it's the kind of follow up and the people I think we're seeing are really flying, certainly if social media is truthful, because they're consistently doing these things. They're consistently posting monologues, they're consistently sending emails, they're consistently reaching out to people on LinkedIn. And yeah, so that's definitely an area that I would like to improve is my consistency in doing this marketing. Um, I've got some good groundwork there, but it's just continuing to do it. Yeah, it's like the the idea of oh your work your work will speak for itself is is it's a noble idea. It's one that we go, yeah, we really like that. We have integrity with our craft and our art. The reality I find is that unless you speak for your art, your art doesn't. Because there is now so much stuff going on, you have to be the one to speak for it. Within that, you get degrees of of quality. In as much as you'll get someone to go, oh my God, guys, I'm so hashtag grateful that I worked on this fan dub of this thing. Click on the link and submit and send a couple of bucks to the Patreon of the creators to support them. That'd be really great. Thanks. And it's like the work you've made is not good. It's not great. Uh, And it's not even of a professional caliber. And when I say professional, I mean that you have those structures and pipelines and compliancy checks in place to hire somebody. It's like... Anybody can make a short film on their on their um, their mobile phone and then put some title cards at the end and post it on YouTube and then give yourself an IMDb credit. But people know when something is of a professional caliber. If you have to go through, if you're going through a casting director and then they have to send it to a producer and then to a director and then to network and then to a whole bunch of other people and then they finally make a decision on it, then they know that there's at least five or six people whose approval you had to get before you get to work on it. For me, it's primarily for optics. Like, I, if, if I need to go find work, I've got a Rolodex of people that I can send emails to and I can do cold calls to. So marketing, I'll be completely honest, marketing is probably my biggest downfall. Um, It's the thing I am not best at. Out of all of the skills within running your own business and everything, marketing is probably the thing that I struggle with the most. I did quite a, uh, a couple of years ago, I did quite a lot on TikTok. um, And I, I did that just for fun, really. I didn't do that with any kind of um, inkling that it would turn into anything particular, um, particularly successful. But uh, I developed a bit of a following and I did actually end up getting quite a bit of work through it. Um, but with anything social media based, you obviously do get two sides to it. And one of the sides is not particularly positive. And um, I received quite a lot of uh, negative trolling, I suppose you could call it, um, which I personally, although, you know, there is a side where you have to go, yep, but, you know, they don't know you and they're not important. They're people behind a screen and you know that you're good and blah, blah, blah. I personally am not good at dealing with that in my life. I don't I don't want that negativity in my life. So I do that a lot less now. Um, I kind of dip into it, but that has got me work, uh, surprisingly. I also find LinkedIn incredibly useful, um, especially if you are like me and you are a little bit rubbish at marketing. LinkedIn is a fantastic tool um and i think 
is something that everyone should be utilising. Especially because, I mean, the one thing I would really like to get better at and um, a fellow VO has sort of helped me a little bit with with it because I find it so difficult is email marketing Um, because I feel like I'm an irritant and I just think I'm just going to be annoying people, um, you know, by sort of cold emailing, if you like. Um, I find it really hard to do that. So that's something I really want to get better at. Intertwined with our marketing efforts as VOs are our branding and websites. We react to good branding every day and make decisions based on it. Whether it be a logo for your favourite coffee house or a tagline for your favourite trainers, branding is a way of communicating who you are and what you offer as a business. If you get it right, it seems natural and seamless, but get it wrong or don't bother with it at all and you're missing valuable opportunities. It's all good and well getting your name and demos out there, but if your potential clients don't have a website to land on when they finally get around to needing a VO for their campaign, or if you do have a website but it's not working properly, or your branding is either non-existent or completely misaligned with what you're offering, then all your marketing efforts are going to waste. I asked my guests how important branding is to them, where they are on their branding journey, and whether clients find them via their websites. They do. They, well, they, they do find me online, uh, often via LinkedIn, but then the very first thing they do is check out my website. And I think the better your website, the more legit you look, the uh, more professional you look, and therefore it, um, it means that you can, basically, you have a bigger cachet, you can charge proper rates. If you, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think... Good branding and a good website will get you found, but it will also legitimise and make you, uh, you know, really attractive to a client. If a client has got to send off, say a production company has got to send off a variety of voices to their client, then the more legit those voices look, um, the better, because, you know, you look like a professional, you know, a proper professional person. My website was designed um, with the brief I kind of gave to the to the guys was make me look enjoyable to work with, which I think they've done. Do I think branding's important? Yes, yes to a vo- yes I do to a voiceover. Um, however, I think I think it's sometimes it's a double edged sword actually because I think the problem is that um, branding there is very much kind of cheeky chappy fun northern bloke which. I can be more than that. Um, so um, but I suppose that's where your showreels and stuff come in. So, um, yes, I think branding is really important. However, no, I do not get most of my clients through my website. I get most of my clients through sort of active going out and trying to get them. But what that website is good for is say I go, oh, hi, Kim, I'd like to, you know, it'd be great to work with you. These are my showreels, blah, blah, blah. If you'd like to hear anything more, go to this website. And once Kim lands on that website, You'll hopefully see that I'm the real deal, you know, that I'm hopefully half decent. Um, I've been there, done it, and you can, you can you can trust that I will deliver the job, but also I'll be enjoyable to work with. Um, I do think they're really important. I don't think my branding is where I want it to. Well, I know it's not where I want it to be, um, but I do definitely, there are a lot of VOs out there. And I think branding is very useful to be able to, people to recognise you and to be aware of you and kind of differentiate you from other people um i think that's the power in it but 
I know there's plenty of voiceover artists who don't have, um, they're not on social media or they don't have websites. But I, I think for me, where I'm at in my career, I definitely need to have some kind of presence and some kind of branding. So I... I'm at the start of my journey in terms of creating a branding for myself that is kind of authentic to me. So I'm still working that out. Oh, I'm enormously passionate about good branding because it's a language that everybody speaks, your clients, your competitors, even if they think they don't. Um, I like the sneaky side of it a little bit in that way. Um, We all make decisions all the time based on brand. So it's fair to assume that people who might hire us do that too. And my view is that it's even if you think, oh, I'm not a brand, I'm a performer, I'm this, I'm that, I'm an individual, I shouldn't be branded. Well, you can either do it yourself or you can rely on what vibes you're putting out there without having control of it. And that will determine how people will see you. So, you know, your choice. (laughs) Um, So I decided to get on board with the whole brand thing pretty early. And I've always had a massive interest and enthusiasm in it because it's very, very powerful stuff. It shapes some of the biggest companies on the planet, you know. And also it gives us an interesting framework to work our businesses in. Um, You know, let's not forget for one moment that what we are, are business owners here. And it is a tool that we have at our disposal to increase our awareness, ultimately to increase our revenue, um, to work with people we want to work for. You know, it's all the good stuff that we want out of life in, in this world of voiceover and, you know, most businesses actually. You can you can help yourself by being in control of your brand and making some good decisions. Your social media stories, all of that, it, it needs to all stick together and build something called consistency. And consistency and repetition is really, really key. Um, so I am really passionate about that. I do get people coming to me. Um, my clients do find me from my website. They find me from my social media. And the interesting thing is they they sort of already know what they're getting because I like to think my brand is really clear. Um, it's been designed with visual people in mind, which is interesting in our audio world because we're not necessarily hired by audio people. The people I want to hire me are the people who make big, glossy car commercials and, you know, (laughs) the big, beautiful perfume ads. And those are the people I want to hire me. So why would I make my brand not appeal to them, you know? Um, so, So who do you want to be hired by? And what is it that floats their boat? And can you edge closer to them by meeting them where they are with your brand? You know, um, I mean, if you're completely not the right sound for that thing, then, you know, you might need to just evaluate and work out where your point of differences are and who your people are. It's useful. It's a useful tool, you know, and it's, it's a little bit of competitor analysis doesn't go amiss either, does it? Having a look around, seeing what other people are up to in your world. The quality people that you might want to work with for things like websites and brands and all of that should be asking you all the right questions to get that information from you. If they're not asking you questions, they're just saying, oh, yeah, what colour would you like it? It's a bit of an alarm ringing for me because, you know, you can make it look as pretty as you like, but it might not do the job for you. So you need to work with people who are going to enable you to think deeper 
about that. Um, I have some lovely coaching clients that I work with, um, you know, and we work a lot to do with their brand and their as-is analysis, looking at who they are and what they do and where they want to go. And brand kind of is a theme that sort of runs throughout that. And we work to target their work specifically in the kind of work that they should be doing we work that out rather than just going yeah here you go here's a corporate demo this sounds nice or here's this here's that but if then if it's not really them you know their authenticity is compromised and you know that's our biggest trump card actually because there's only one of each of us and we should be really delving into what that is because we can connect using that superpower that our authenticity I should have said authenticity is my superpower um, it's everybody's superpower um, you know delving into that and then putting all of that into your brand in your work in your voicing um, in all of that stuff is immensely powerful yes it's tricky to work it out on your own but uh, that's what I'm here for I would say good branding is what's going to set you apart as a voiceover artist in an oversaturated industry um, you need to have a USP or unique selling point. Um, you need to have that that bit of magic that's going to set you apart. And that all comes down to branding, you know, how you present are presented online and and how people perceive you and view you. If they can if you can nail your brand and they can know who you are from opening your website and within a few seconds they're like, okay, great, yeah, she's the the RP queen or, you know, that's that's the Northern Voice kind of thing, um, then I think that's kind of half the battle won because you're going to remain top of mind in that sense. Um, if you're kind of disappearing into the background or, you know, not doing anything different, you know, you're not you're not exploring what you can do and how you can be different. Everyone has their own sort of strengths and skills and abilities that they can find something and pull it out and say, right, that's what sets me apart. Bring that into your branding um, and reflect that well on a good website. So in terms of the work that I get from my website, I've just recent, well, in January, I rebranded, had a whole new website made. Um, and it takes a while for SEO to kind of get working. So I would say now, kind of six months in, I'm starting to see more messages coming from my contact form, which is great. It's a really difficult one. It's hard to get high ranks on Google. Um, it's just kind of seeing where you can go and what, what you can gain from it. But ultimately, wh whether you're getting clicks on your website or not, you need it there. Um, because in your marketing, you're sending people to your website. Um, so you always need an online profile in that sense. It's refreshing to learn that it's quite common for people working in creative industries to find marketing and branding daunting. It's yet another thing to have to think about when trying to put yourself out there and find work. Trusting in people who are more experienced than you are in these areas is crucial. As Claire mentioned, it's not just about having pretty colours on your website. Every element should be carefully thought out, reflecting who you are as an artist and what you can offer as a business. And as Jack pointed out, having a well-branded, functional website cements your credibility. It showcases everything you have to offer in one place, including examples of your work, past clients, ways to contact you and client testimonials, all of which will build your reputation and likelihood of booking work with potential clients. 
Something that came up a lot in chats with my guests this week was the idea of consistency, which we all know is true in order to succeed on social media. To beat the ever-changing algorithms that try to hide our content from our followers, you have to be consistent. But if you think about it, it's also the best way to approach something like marketing, as well as being the best way to form a new habit. Start small and be consistent. Join me same time next week when I'll be spilling the tea on focal health. Do VOs actually bother with warm-ups? And what can we do to keep our voices, bodies and minds in tip-top condition? You know, have you heard of the puppy whimpers? The... Yeah. <laughs> oh, Christ, I've got a recession in 10 minutes. Um, i better, you know, slap myself around the face. Go around the house, doing that quite often in the morning. I have a load of tongue twisters that I do. One of the most helpful things, it's free and it really easy to do, is just steaming. Thanks for tuning in, my caffeinated comrades. If this episode has sparked any questions or comments or you just want to connect, you can find my email address and social handles at KimberlyParker.com. If you haven't caught up with my other episodes, feel free to check them out and let me know what you think. You've been listening to Cup of VO. Until next time, 